Something magic happens Every time you go You make the magic happen The magic of Orioles baseball Hello and welcome to the mashup, your number one source for sports gaming and everything in between. I'm your host, Jake Patterson, and uh, it's a good day. I I expected to start this show like a ranting, raving, rage-filled mess. That will probably come, but I, I didn't want to start the show with that. In, a, in an earlier uh, recording attempt of this show, uh, that... Uh, I was going to keep in until my dog started barking in the background. I, I said, shart the show. So uh, I, I want to leave that in because that joke is funny. And I, I try to be real with my listeners. So, uh, yeah, I, I said that and I am putting it on record in the episode that will go live. <laughs> Unlike that uh, recording that has been permanently deleted from my computer because it was noise polluted by my dog barking. But... It is a very good day. I am still pissed about that Ravens game. Don't get me wrong. But some good news came and alleviated the pressure and the anger that the Orioles have a new owner. And it is a beautiful. It is it is a beautiful thing. And uh, he's... He, he, he's almost twice as rich as John Angelos. He's got a lot more money. And, and I heard the story about the Magna Carta. I didn't realize it was that one. It is the one that currently sits in the National Archives in D.C. I was like, oh, did he just keep it for himself for a private collection? It's like, no, he went to an auction. He bought this thing and then he donated it to the National Archives. That is truly insane. I think he spent like $21 million on it. He spent a frankly insane amount of money. It, and you don't think he's going to extend Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson? He's, he's worth $3.7 billion. He's actually going to give Masson the upgrades it needs for the first time since they switched to HD a decade ago. Like, they switched to HD... No upgrades were made on the studio. They did a preseason show from the middle of a fucking Royal Farms last year. Now, look, I love me some Rofo. I love me some Rofo. They screwed up my order last time I went there, but that is beside the point. I love me some Rofo. I don't want my preseason baseball show for my team to be done from the middle of a freaking gas station. <laughs> That's just not okay with me. <laughs> A gas station that sells fried chicken. But I, I don't think we have to worry about that anymore because I think David Rubenstein will actually spend money on this team and put all the mass and money that has been building up for for almost 20 years. Ma Masson started when the Nationals moved to D.C. and became the Nationals. That was in 2005. And the studio has barely changed. The studio at Camden Yards has barely changed in those 20 years. Because at the time, it was kind of designed to look like the CBS affiliate in Baltimore. 
the CBS affiliate in Baltimore is the number two station in the city, and they have still changed their studio like 10 times in those 20 years. I, I do not understand John Angelos's complete and utter lack of willingness to spend money. And he was saying, oh, we might not be able to extend Adley and Gunner. Like, just ruining the vibes of the best season the Orioles have had in decades. <laughs> Finding out, oh, the 30-year the lease they announced before a massive game wasn't actually real, and it didn't get signed until like a month ago. And now the governor's pissed because they said, oh, the team's not for sale, and then a month later they sell. Well... That's on you, Governor Moore. That is on you. Like, I respected you for hitting the tailgates on Sunday, but that is still on you. That is that is very much on him. But now the team is sold. The The sale has gone through. He The man spent almost $2 billion on this team. It, it, was, it was like $1.7 billion. A truly stupid amount of money. And that's not even the full share. Like he bought, he bought a controlling stake. Unfortunately, the Angelos family do still own a, a pretty sizable chunk of the Orioles. But according to most reports, they are going to sell the rest of that off when Peter Angelos dies. So once, once that happens, the Angelos family are washing their hands of the Baltimore, Baltimore Orioles John can go hang out in Nashville and all the stupid conspiracy theorists can stop with the bullshit. <laughs> My mom literally asked me last night, oh, do you think this new owner will keep them from moving? They signed a 30-year lease. Stop listening to the conspiracy theorists on Facebook who don't know anything about sports. These are the same people who are on the Liberty basketball pages calling for Richie McKay's head after they haven't been as good this year and are just suffering growing pains from going into a new conference because they're super undersized. And yes, that is my take. If you are out here calling for Richie McKay's head and saying he's on the hot seat, dude is closer to getting a lifetime contract than he is to getting fired. That is my college basketball take for the week. Because uh, while I am fully focused on college basketball now, I have... Uh, I was I was more focused on what the Ravens were doing. So uh gotta gotta take like a week to shift my focus back to my actual favorite sport and uh go from there. I know a crap ton of upsets that happened this week, but we are here talking about the Orioles. And another very important member of this particular brand new ownership group is none other than shortstop number eight, the Iron Man. Cal Ripken Jr. Oh my God. <laughs> Orioles fans have mostly been saying this jokingly for, for a while now. I mean, dude's loaded. Dude's obviously loaded. But now it's actually real. Like, he's, he's a part owner of the Orioles. And if, if you don't think that man is going to do whatever he can to keep the guys who he kind of indirectly passed the torch to. Cause like, sure. Adam Jones was there in the middle, like that Adam Jones, Nick Markakis, Brian Roberts era. They didn't do a lot of winning, 
but I will respect the hell out of those guys forever. Like Adam Jones, Nick Markakis, JJ Hardy, forgot about him. And they kind of passed the torch to the Cedric Mullins, the Trey Mancini's, who's unfortunately no longer on the team, the Adley Rutschmans, the Gunnar Hendersons, the Jackson Holidays. This sounds like a frat house. <laughs> All these names sound like a to like just a pure frat house of names. None of them actually act like that. But with names like Cedric, Jackson, Adley, Gunner, <laughs> DL. And, and Cedric Mullins isn't even white. <laughs> like Cedric Mullins is black. But it, his name's still Cedric. <laughs> still sounds like a frat dude. But yeah, I am I am very, very happy with this particular development that my childhood hero now owns the team he played for his entire career when he became my childhood hero. The reason I wore number eight in any situation, it was applicable until numbers started corresponding to sizes and uh, eight didn't fit anymore. Like, if, if numbers... I've always corresponded to sizes. I, uh, I, I wouldn't have been able to wear number eight past like the fourth grade, <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, I'm, I, I'm just very happy that, uh, the Angelos family is slowly giving up control of the Baltimore Orioles and we don't have to deal with John's cheapness or his lame-ass excuses for why he's being so cheap, or him just totally killing the vibes, saying we may not be able to keep Adley Rutschman around while he's leading the team to the best record they've had since the early 80s. You know, that, that kind of shit. We'll not have to deal with that anymore. Instead, David Rubenstein is going to get those guys their extensions. Adley Rutschman, Gunnar Henderson... All of them. Jackson Holiday hasn't even started his real contract yet. He, he hasn't played in the majors. He hasn't played a full season in the majors yet, but he's going to get his too. And DL Hall and Colby and, uh, and Colby Mayo and Kyle Stowers. And just, just all of the Orioles are, are going to get their extensions and it's, it's going to be beautiful. And I, I cannot wait to uh, see what the Orioles do with an owner who's actually willing to spend money because th this man dropped $21 million on a, on a copy of the Magna Carta. He wasn't even going to keep for himself. What What's he going to do on a thing that will continually make him money as long as he keeps spending money on it? Because like, when, when you're when you're the owner of a sports team, you, you can't just use them as a toy. You you have to spend money on them. And then because of that, you will continue to make more money. And like they're revitalizing the area around around both stadiums, which is absolutely necessary. Um having driven through Bolt driven through Bolt that particular part of the city on multiple occasions, um once you're about a block and a half away from the stadium, you forget you're right near two major sports stadiums because everything's closed or just completely run down and awful. 
but that is that is an entirely other topic that uh, I tend not to get into on this show, but it is the truth that I have seen with my own eyes, so <laughs> gotta put it out there. But yeah, I'm I'm very happy with uh, with that particular development. But uh, up next, the uh, I, I this has been like I've let a lot of it out. I let a lot of it out during the game. I like screamed myself hoarse during that game on Sunday. But we got to talk about it. Going to talk about the conference championship games coming up next here on the mashup. really like the mashup and want to help support it even more? Of course I do. You're so awesome. Well, do I have good news for you? I now have a Barstool Sports Store affiliate link. Oh, what the heck is that? An affiliate link is a link that takes you directly to the Barstool Store, but has some extra coding in it to let them know that I sent you, so I get some of the money from the sale in return. That's so cool! Yes, it is, and it helps me put out better and better content for you! And maybe does enough to get Barstool's attention that they'll give me a job. All you have to do is go to barstool-sports.pxf.io slash the mashup. That's barstoolsports.pxf.io slash the mashup and get some merch. Doesn't matter what you get, you'll be supporting me and the mashup. And you get a cool t-shirt, hoodie, flag, or whatever else you want in return. So go to barstoolsports.pxf.io slash the mashup today and help me grow this podcast even more. Okay, welcome back. So do I want to talk about this? No. Uh, my voice has already taken enough punishment this week. I don't want to hurt it even more, but I feel the need to record my thoughts and put them out there, especially now that I have had several days to digest it and I'm still pissed. Like, you heard me in the previous segment. I was happy. I got good news. I'm still pissed about this game because everything about that game was a fucking disgrace. Like, oh yeah, the the, the Ravens played poorly. Don't get me wrong. The Ravens played poorly. They did. But it's hard to play well when you're getting, when your receivers are getting shoved, like fully interfered with every other play. Your defensive linemen are getting held every play. The other team's tight end is letting, letting the insane amounts of unwarranted fame he's getting go to his fucking head and act like the, like he got himself on the list. If you follow me on Twitter, I, I tweeted the list. These are like, if you, if you go to my Twitter, you can find that list from Sunday. Just search the list and, and you'll see names of people that have tormented me for their entire careers. Tom Brady is not on that list. There's only, there are two football players on that list and one of them is retired. Hang on. I've 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 used the word list uh a lot on uh on Twitter. Oh, here it is. Updated I hate these athletes to the very core list. Um huh. Some people are missing from the uh from the Twitter version. Ben Roethlisberger is not on here. He uh he should be. 
But uh, everyone else who's on the Twitter list, Sidney Crosby, Derek Jeter, A-Rod, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang, Al Horford, and Jose Bautista, who was also not on the Twitter list. That he he should also have been included on there. He's he's retired, but uh but look at that. There's there's no one from the Patriots or the Red Sox. There's only two Yankees. There are three Penguins, but I mean, they're, they're the Penguins. Travis Kelsey is on that list. He played his way onto that list in a half of football. All of these other guys have been like, like Al Horford was the next shortest. That was still an entire season. Travis Kelsey played his way onto the list in one game. Not even a full game, just the first half. Like that bullshit with Kyle Van Noy where he was just egging him on and Van Noy headbutted him and it was the softest, soft-ass call I've ever seen. And he was laughing like, like the little asshole he is. I was screaming, kick Travis Kelsey in the balls. It'll be worth the 15 yards. Like, I think the ref's name was Sean Smith. He should be ashamed of himself. He didn't even try to hide it. He didn't even try to hide what the NFL wanted. I don't think the NFL is rigged. I don't think the NFL is fully rigged. Like, if the Ravens played better, they would have won that game. They would have overcome those bullshit calls. But I do believe the NFL tries as hard as they possibly can to get the result they want, which in this case was Chiefs-Niners, which no one wanted, Roger! No one wanted that. So I hope you enjoy the short-term gains from all the rabid Taylor Swift psycho stalkers. I can't even call their fans. They are fucking stalkers. I read a thing earlier from, from a Taylor Swift fan and said the only God I recognize is Taylor Allison Swift. That is fucking insane. And none of them realize it because they've created their own little fucking bubble and they only watch the Chiefs games to see her. She gets about 25 seconds of screen time, which in a in a game that is on for about three and a half hours, that's not a lot. But still, like her and Brittany Mahomes together is a true nightmare. I thought she was going to make Brittany Mahomes more likable. No, hanging out with Brittany Mahomes has made her even worse. So I, I hope you enjoy alienating all your real fans, NFL. You have gone full Manfred, Roger. You never go full Manfred. I've said this about so many things. Do not cater to people who have never, don't, and will never give a shit about your real product. The Halo Show, wrestling, football, baseball, all of it. Don't cater to people who don't care about your product for short-term gain. Like Manfred changing all the rules of baseball to cater to people who never watch baseball. It's the same thing. WCW in the 90s, having David Arquette be their world champion. It's the same thing. And, um, Roger, have, uh, have you, have you heard anything from WCW since, since, since 2001, it, it's been 23 years. You're, you're doing the shit WCW was doing when they were desperate and knew they were dying. I mean, I know you're not, but 
you, you keep doing this shit and catering to people who don't actually care about football and just want to see Taylor Swift for five seconds at a time because they're obsessed with her and bordering on full on freaking like this goes beyond parasocial relationship. This goes beyond stalking. This is idolatry. Which I never thought I would say about a freaking mid ass pop star. Her music's not that good. But her psycho fans follow her to the ends of the earth and, and beyond. So the NFL need, needs to needs to get that fucking money. And of course the Chiefs are going to win. Of course the Chiefs are going to win. And Travis Kelsey is going to propose to her under the confetti. And the NFL will plaster that all over the place for the entire offseason. And just continue to piss off their fans who actually give a shit about them. And NFL, think about it this way. Um, Travis Kelsey has discussed retirement repeatedly for the past like year and a half. What do you think he's going to do when he has three Super Bowls and is engaged to Taylor Swift? He's going to retire. And then all those psychos are going to stop caring about you. Immediately. Once they don't have that Taylor Swift connection to, to their idol, their literal idol, they're going to stop caring about you. And you're going to have alienated all of your real fans. I, I hope I hope the NFL actually faces some monetary consequences for this shit. Because why why would I ever think they would want Ch Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl? Why why would I ever think they would allow anything else to happen? I don't know. Maybe you get the better story of the two underdog, like the most underdog of underdog cities in Baltimore and Detroit. The quarterback who's been constantly doubted his entire career called a running back for most of it from the city that could honestly use a win against the other city that could honestly really use a win playing in the Super Bowl for the first time ever after maybe the best season they've ever had. No, let's let's put the two teams no one outside of their fan bases gives a shit about because they're big markets and we get all that psycho stalker money from the Taylor Swift fans. Oh my God. This, this is truly the first Super Bowl in my life that I have not given a single fuck about. Like at first I was like, Oh God, we're cause I'm, I'm going down to Lynchburg uh, next weekend for a basketball game on, on Saturday and coming home on Sunday, like Super Bowl Sunday. At first I was like, Oh God, we're going to have to, haul ass home. It's like a four and a half hour drive. We're going to and traffic could be bad. So it might be even longer. Like we're going to have to fly through two different States to get home on time. Now I don't care. We can take our sweet ass time going through Virginia. Like maybe stop in Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlottesville, get some food. Stop again outside of D.C., like get dinner at Iron Rooster or something, because I know they're probably not going to have the Super Bowl on, because why would anyone in Baltimore care? Because we all got fucked over. So, yeah, um, that was an absolute disgrace. Yes, the Ravens played poorly, but the performance from those refs was absolutely inexcusable. Like, 
Travis Kelsey was full on taunting after every three yard pickup that just so happened to go for a first down the entire game. Absolutely nothing called. Zay, Zay Flowers shows up the guy who's literally hanging onto his leg, came this close to committing pass interference on him, and catches the biggest bomb pass of the entire game. Yep, taunting, back that shit up. One, taunting should not be a penalty beyond middle school. I, like, I have some friends who say it shouldn't be a penalty beyond college. No, beyond middle school. Like, if you're in high school and... Some of the less competitive high school leagues, you can maybe have the taunting penalty, but like those top dog high school leagues where they're barely even high schools anymore, like you, you can taunt there. And, and same thing with college taunting should be allowed in college. Like anything beyond middle school taunting should not be a penalty just straight up. Cause like at that point you're mature enough to handle it. And if you don't want to get taunted, do better. Without uh, without committing a foul. It was like this close to pass interference on that play. Um, other than the clothesline to his face, which did make me laugh, all of those roughing the passer calls on Patrick Mahomes were uh, a bullshit. Um, yeah, just uh, so many missed holding calls. Two massively missed pass interferences on the drive that sealed the game where uh, Lamar threw an interception. It's just blatant PI in the end zone. And of course, Jim Nance and Tony Romo were defending that shit. It's like, oh, the interception's going to happen anyway. Yeah, Isaiah likely got shoved in the back twice. Of course, the interception's going to happen anyway. The defense knocked him off the flight path of the ball, aka pass interference. It's how it works. And it was in the end zone. Normally, the result of that is a flag. Ball will be placed at the one yard line, automatic first down. But nope, the Chiefs can do no fucking wrong. Wow, I did not expect to get this angry all over again. But here we are. I'm I'm going back to the memories of screaming myself hoarse at my TV because of the absolute bullshit I witnessed at M&T Bank Stadium. Like I'm like I truly do not believe the NFL is rigged. I don't. But I do believe they have what they want and they tell the refs to go that way. That is the only possible explanation for the shit Sean Smith and his crew pulled on Sunday. It's the only possible explanation. And now I hope a whole lot of people don't watch the Super Bowl because who wanted this? Like it was a meme, but I'm sure you've all seen the, all seen the map. It's like, yeah, Kansas and Missouri want the chiefs to win. Northern California wants the Niners to win. And the entire rest of the country is grayed out and says, can they both lose? That's a meme, but it's true. Who wanted Chiefs Niners besides the NFL and the Taylor Swift idol worshipers? Like, I'm not even going to call them Swifties anymore. They don't deserve that. They are a fucking cult. They're not a fan base. They're a cult. So, yeah, um, fuck the NFL. Fuck Roger Goodell. Fuck Travis Kelsey. Fuck Taylor Swift. And uh, fuck the entire state of Missouri. And uh, the city of Kansas City on both sides of the river. So, yeah, um, that was bullshit. Um, I need to find something else to do during the Super Bowl because I'm absolutely not watching that shit. I might just play Cyberpunk. I 
been having a lot of fun with that. I might just play a crap ton of Cyberpunk. I'll, I'll probably beat it. Because I'm near the end. That, that's probably what I'll do that day when I get home. I'll just play Cyberpunk the rest of the night. Just, like, not look at my phone. Go to a world that's even worse than the one we currently live in. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what I got for uh, the NFL. God, I needed to get that out. I, I feel better having vented all of that after holding it in for five days. <sighs> we got some other stuff to talk about where uh, at least one evil red team got put in their fucking place by a much more likable team wearing purple. Call of Duty League coming up next here on the mashup. All right. Now that that's out of my system, let's let's talk about Call of Duty. This was a really good major. Like the game continues to piss me off, but that's that's nothing now. Uh, th this major was really fun. Um, I feel bad for you know all the people that immediately lost their jobs after the major, because uh, that was bullshit. And uh, hopefully, when the CDL inevitably crashes and we get all these angry old men who don't know shit about esports, <coughs> Stan Kroenke. <coughs> Uh, out of the league, um, maybe they can all uh, maybe they can all get their jobs back when it's when it's back to an open structure. There's hope. Overwatch League did it. I mean, they fired a whole lot of people too. They 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 fired so and Mister X, which sucks. I really liked both of them. I haven't watched competitive Overwatch in years, but I still really liked both of them. And I, I had hopes for the OWCS. I still do. Because Space Station's going to more than likely get a team. And yay. Go Space Station. Hashtag SSG. I, I want them to come into COD, though. I, I want them to join a game I actually watch on a regular basis. Like, and not just Halo. I, I want them to be my full team. So I can, so I can finally drop 100 Thieves because... They've just been pissing me off the last year and a half. But yeah, that that major was uh, that major was incredibly fun because you get Rocker 3-0ing the freaking champs. Second game of the entire tournament on Thursday. It's like, oh, OK, Rocker just Rocker just beat the crap out of NYSL because NYSL are. Uh, and like. Other than other than control, which went to five, like hardpoint, hardpoint was kind of the closest one because Rocker is just also bad at control. Like if you like, we know NYSL sucks at hardpoint, but they got dominated on that search. They got absolutely dominated on that search, and then it was it was over because they they suck at their respawns. <laughs> so they they obviously weren't winning control because they're not very good at that either. And then they got, and then they got beat by Carolina, which might be even worse. Like the reigning champs got double, got double rounded. They won one map. They played seven. They won a single map the entire weekend. And they were bounced in the first game on Friday. They were technically the first team eliminated. I mean, like all four of them get eliminated and all four of the teams who lose on Friday get eliminated in the same place or like lose in losers one because there is that first elimination round two game on Friday. 
where uh, in this case Legion went home. But uh, yeah, that was, and the the very the very clear takeaway from this entire tournament is um, Toronto is better than everybody else. Toronto is just straight up better than everyone else. They swept, they swept Rocker, who had just swept the subliners. They, and they only dropped two maps against FaZe in winners, finals, and grand finals. Total. Like, they're just better than everyone else. They, they made FaZe look like a borderline challengers team. Like, they destroyed them. Because newsflash, four Slayers isn't going to win you a lot of championships. Having a team comp of four Slayers isn't going to win you a lot of championships. Like, look right next door at your Halo team. They have Snakebite. Snakebite's, like, the best objective player and IGL in Halo. And I don't like FaZe, so for me to admit that is pretty freaking impressive. He also scares me at every freaking tournament because he's looking just to the left of his camera and it's just like staring into our souls. God, that's horrifying. Watch any Halo tournament where they cut to the player cams and look at Snakebite and tell me it's, it doesn't look like he's staring directly into your soul. Like, it's horrifying. <laughs> but I don't get why the COD team thinks this is an okay roster composition when their halo team just absolutely dominated last year with a balanced roster of two slayers, a support and an objective. I know, I know halo roster comp is a little bit different because everyone starts with the same gun and like you pick up guns on the map, like it's a completely different game, but they're similar enough that, that like, one, a lot of the skills transfer because there are Halo players in COD and there are COD players in Halo, mostly Halo players who went to COD and then came back like Formal and Frosty. But yeah, Tor big takeaway, big takeaway from this weekend. Faze are pissing me off. Faze. Thieves are pissing me off. I want SSG to join COD so I can cheer for them. Uh, the Champs Curse is real, and Toronto Ultra are so much better than everyone else. The, and the crowd in Boston was absolutely incredible the entire weekend. Like, that was that was absolutely insane. But it, it looks like, as far as Toronto Ultra is concerned, uh, Envoy was the, was the secret, was the secret piece. Because, like, they sign Envoy and then they uh, lost what a grant because they swept Surge, they swept Rocker. They, they lost a grand total of uh, of two maps the entire weekend. They 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 lost two maps. <laughs> that's it. That's that's all they lost was was two maps, both of them to Phase, who. Uh, in the maps they won, they absolutely dominated them. 250 to 214, domination. 6 to 1, absolute domination. Invasion Control went to 5. That was the only one phase 1 in winners finals. And then Subbase Hardpoint 250 to 128. Just war crimes. Absolute war crimes.
And then, and then grand finals on Sunday, 250 to 239 ultra six to two, uh, Phase one invasion control straight up that time. Then 250 to 237. Look at that. Phase choked another hard point because they were in it and then they couldn't get their rotations and Toronto just showed them how to do a good P5 to P1 rotation at the end of the game because, you know, Phase tends to struggle with that. I I still laugh about that consistently. I still laugh about that shit on a regular basis. And then just absolute domination on on the final search. Like no one is, no one is touching Toronto this year. Do they? Oh my God. They have a home major. <laughs> they have a home major in May. Oh dear Lord. May, may we pray for the other teams that have to go to that event. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be the same 12 teams that were in Boston. that go to Miami that go to Carolina at the, uh, in in June, but uh, yeah, pray pray for the other teams now that have to play this Toronto team in front of a Toronto crowd. <laughs> oh God, they might not lose a map all weekend, which they only lost two this weekend. They're gonna get better. Oh dear lord, that Toronto major is going to be a slaughter for Ultra. They're they're going to sweep everyone. They're going they're not I I'm putting that in right now. They're not losing a map. They're not losing a map all weekend come uh May 19th is the last day, so Saturday's the 18th, Friday's the 17th. From May 16th to May 19th, Toronto Ultra is not losing a single map. <laughs> just just throwing that out there now. And we can come back to this and you can make fun of me when someone else randomly wins the Toronto major, like, like surge and no surge won't win it. They, they, they won it. They won it two years ago, but no, they won it last year. Did they, I don't remember who won it last year. Did Toronto win their own major? I, I don't even remember last year. Because last year I was just being angry at thieves for suffering from the champs curse. And now it's it's gone beyond champs curse. They're just straight up terrible. They, they got double rounded too. Uh, Optic are a mess. They can't beat FaZe. Like <clears throat> that. I will give it to FaZe. That tweet was very funny. Like who's hex can escape goat this time. And it was the, the dartboard. I'll, I'll give it to him. That was an incredibly funny. I was waiting for all the optic fans to start crying about how mean it was. I didn't see any of it, but I'm sure it happened because that's just their MO is to uh, cry when other fans talk shit to them and, and pressure these uh, smaller teams into taking the post down. Well, well phase isn't a smaller team. They're, they're one of the ones who can actually bully you and hundred thieves won't actually do it. hundred thieves won't actually talk shit to you, even though you deserve it. Which uh, it's part of why I've I've like slowly gone full SSG fan because they may not be as established, but they're still not afraid to talk shit to Optic. Mostly because like in SSG's main game, they can they can beat Optic pretty consistently. <laughs> and that's why uh, Optic stole our uh, our objective flyer. But uh, yeah, uh, shorter show this week because uh, I, I just mostly had to get that thing about the Ravens off my chest. 
But uh, yeah, welcome to the list, Travis Kelsey. Uh, thank you, David Rubenstein, for uh, lessening the blow this week. And uh, and now that it's fully college basketball season, as far as I'm concerned, uh, go Flames. But uh, that's it for the show this week. Hope you all enjoyed. Hope you all enjoyed the rest of your week. And I will talk to you guys next time. Peace. When we start the runs. Nothing could be more exciting. Nothing could be more fun. There's a love affair between you and the team. You're the reason we win, we win, we win. And you know what the magic means. Orioles magic, feel it happen. 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 O-R-I-O-L-E-S. Magic, 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 magic. Orioles magic, feel it happen. Magic, magic, magic. Something magic happened.